we are recording. <laughs> yes, we are. And <laughs> make sure I hit the button. Welcome back to the Project Gen X podcast. I am one of your hosts, Alan Smith, and today. I'm Barry. And it's just the two of us today. This is true uh, for several reasons. I mean, one is that we we recorded several episodes and then kind of got backlogged on something and we're like hey we, we need another episode <laughs> oops um, we missed a week <laughs> and uh you know and with dave's work schedule it gets a little hectic sometimes and also the fact we are in a post wrestlemania 30 yes 38 right Let's i believe see, yeah, so yeah 38 that- world uh by, by a few days when we're recording this and barry and i are huge wrestling fans and dave, dave not, not so, so much, much. Like, he knows some <laughs> but he's not like a huge thing and we had talked about you know doing a wrestling episode one of these days and it was just like hey let's go ahead and do this yes perfect <laughs> opportunity <laughs> right after you know with everything that's going on in the wwe as well as AEW, well, in Impact and, and Impact you know, and, and Ring of Honor, Ring of Honor you know, and, and that was you know Samoa Joe just oh, just you know came in the other day. I mean, absolutely. it's one of those things that if you are a wrestling fan, you we are living in a golden era, definitely. Right now. It, definitely, the landscape of professional wrestling has not been this rich probably since the Monday Night Wars were going on twenty five years yeah. ago. Honestly, you could make the argument with you know ECW and the well, way that, that they were bringing in, there, in but that, that was in there. Yeah, they were the outliers, time. right? So. They they were they were a better version of Impact is basically what well, it comes yeah. down to, and yeah. uh, and it's kind of cool um, if you if you're listening to this and and you want to kind of bone up a little bit on wrestling there are a couple other podcasts that are going like 83 weeks with eric bischoff is really cool especially right now because since it is like we're in that first that 25 years right of, of since the nwo they're going through all that stuff like week by week of what was going on also there's a new one that just started the first of the year called ddp snake pit yes i love that episode that and let me tell you i you know a few episodes back i put a little you know, a tribute to Scott Hall on the front end of this. They did an mm-hmm. episode as we're recording this. It was last week. Uh, okay. It was a tribute to Scott Hall. It's it's DDP and Jake the Snake Roberts. Oh. I, I could barely get through it. I, I believe mean, it. It was just like, wow, because those guys, I mean, they went through it with him, like, you know, all the way yeah. through. So, I mean, and it's it, it was a good episode because they, they, they told a lot of, like, stories about Scott Hall and stuff. Right. But it was just like, it was really hard to listen to. But it was also one of those things where it was a, it was a nice... Hey, Scott Hall was an amazing person. You know, he was. I mean, he had his ring, demons. You know, yeah, well, he yeah, had his demons. Yeah. But you know, he as as an individual and as just kind of a, a general kind of person, the guy was incredible. Right. Um. So when when Alan and I started talking about this, as yeah, far transition. Do, Barry, Barry yes. is our transition. Absolutely. Person. Get me away from just <laughs> rambling. So so <laughs> what we kind of came up with was you know we started talking about sharing memories about you know some of our favorite moments from. From AEW, from WCW, from WWE, you know, even stuff that didn't happen in the ring, like offering stuff. Right. Uh, and, and we started kind of, you know, coming up with an idea of, hey, let's share some of these things that may, you know, the reasons right, why right. we love wrestling, the reasons why it's worth watching, the reasons why you sit through yes. all of the crap that you have to sit through for those little bitty nuggets of gold that come out from you time know, to time. I started off because I remember when I first pitched this to you, I said, hey, let's talk about our like personal top 10 favorite matches. Mm-hmm. You know? And I know that it's one of those things that as I started making this, I was like, I, there are certain moments that happen that oh, yeah. like I have to put on here also that have really have not a whole lot to do with the matches themselves. No. So mine expanded out. I know yours did as well. Oh, yeah. I think we started with, you know, top 10 of all time. And I think we ended up with like 20 total. I, I don't, <laughs> somewhere around in there. Yeah. yeah I, I have my, my 10 mm-hmm. and then I have a bunch of honorable mentions. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, I didn't even bother <laughs> listing honorable mentions because we ain't got that kind of time. Uh, yeah, I know. But and, and I guarantee a lot of my honorable mentions are going to be on your list oh, sure. of, of oh, sure. stuff. That I know we're going to have duplicates. There's oh, no doubt. And for the record, neither he nor I have seen, seen each other's list, so we got no, no idea no, what's no, on we're here. Com- we're, we're coming in this blind to each other's list. Um, so so what we're going to do is we're going to kind of go over the, the three biggies. You know, Like I said, WCW, WWE slash F, and the new boy on the block, AEW. Right, right. I'll give you a little bit of background on them because most people that are wrestling fans are going to know this stuff. But if people are kind of new to it, they may not necessarily know a lot of the history that's involved. Mm-hmm. And then we'll just kind of share some of our, our favorite ones. And then at the end of it, I want to get to the off screen stuff, oh, the, the out of ring stuff. I There's know, so many good. I've got one that I know you're going to lose your mind on. It's a... So um, you want to start with the new boy on the block? AEW. Yes. So All Elite Wrestling. This was yes. founded in 2019. 
by a gentleman by the name of Tony Khan. Yes. Uh, Tony Khan is part, or his dad, I should say. His dad owns the Jacksonville, Jacksonville Jaguars. Jaguars. His name's Shad Khan. Yep. Yeah. Um, this was really one of the first organizations that was started by wrestlers for wrestlers. Yes, very you know, much You had so. people like Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks, uh, Cody Rhodes. Right. They're the ones that really kind of founded this. Well, let's talk a little bit about, I mean, I don't know how much, but part of it came to the fact that like Cody Rhodes was really not happy with what was going on. No, because he was getting wasted. In WWE. Yeah, absolutely. And so he left and he went to New Japan yeah. and kind of, Kind of, became, did he become a member of the the Bullet yeah, Club? Yeah, he was a he member did. of the Bullet Club. Okay, yeah, it, but it was one of those things where I think that's probably the germination of him being over there with the Young Bucks and Omega and well, Page and all I mean, those guys and be like, hey, why can't we do something? Yeah, you know, you know, they also they were also working with Ring of Honor at the time. True. So, and it really became kind of an inmates running the asylum yes, in all yes. the best possible oh, ways. So good. Um, so their television flagship shows, uh, they've got a few of them. There's AEW Dynamite, yes. and there's also AEW Rampage. Yes. Now they do also have two other shows that are currently online only. Right. There's a AEW Dark and AEW Dark Elevation. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know what? I've never watched either one. Of some those. of them are good. Some I've, of them. Are, yeah, and you know, it's one of those things because, like, especially with the women's division. Yes. Okay, which, let's be honest, in the beginning was not very good. No, they really struggled to try to find they, their niche. Part of it was because they didn't have the talent. But then they but then they acquired yeah. some talent. Well, they acquired and, the talent and they realized how to utilize them. Exactly. Best. And we'll get to it because yes. I've, got, I've, got, I've got at least one of them. Oh, yes. Yeah. The I think we probably have the same one. <laughs> but uh, And it, right now it's one of the most popular growing... Of the the, the yes, two that yes. are still in existence, and continues to grow, uh, and it's not you know some people say it's kind of the the WWE dumping ground where you see a lot of older talent, but the thing is they're older good talents. Well, it's not always older talent. Yeah, I mean you, you really and truly you look at like look at like uh, Adam Cole. Yeah, or you know or um, um, uh, Red Dragon. Yeah, you know, and I, you know, basically, it's the that they were at the undisputed era. You know, when they were in, in NXT, one of the hottest factions. And WWE in let all of, let all of them go, except one. Well, that's true. That's, that's <laughs> true. There, the one that nobody the, cared about. Yeah, you know? <laughs> but the, the three guys that everybody was like, "Oh, this is," and then what do you know? Yeah, I, the, damn, they all showed up in AEW, yeah. and Shocker. tearing things up. Didn't hurt the like, fact <laughs> that they were all friends with the Young Bucks. I know, I with. know. So it's. A, but uh, you know, as I said, it started in 2013 or 2019. So it's only really been going for about three years, yep. and in that, it has created some of the most memorable moments in wrestling, mm-hmm. hands down. Um, I'll, I'll throw my first one out here. Oh, are we getting in the matches? Or oh, we're getting in the matches, okay, baby. We're going right. in. All right. Ring the bell, son. The school's... Right. I wish I had my... I, yeah, exactly. We I wish a... I, had, I actually put together some catchphrases. Insert bell here. sound yeah, here. Yeah, no, that, that's too much work. <laughs> <laughs> so my first one, and I even got dates on this. You're oh, okay. This? Well, there you go. You yeah, I went harder than I did. AW Dynamite from October 21st, 2020. Ray Phoenix versus Penta El Zedomiero. Okay. This had Eddie Kingston on commentary. Okay. And what a lot of people didn't weren't aware of is that these two gentlemen are actually really brothers. Right. And they have been tag team partners for years, but very rarely did you see them actually go head to head. And when they did, oh my God, it was a clinic mm-hmm. of Lucha style wrestling. It was just start to finish just absolute foot to the floor you don't know what you're going to see next but by god you're going to keep on it it wasn't the longest match right but it it was one of those ones of you felt so exhausted after you got done watching it you just felt like you've been watching for four or five hours when in reality i think it was like a 12 minute match yeah something like that yeah but it was just so good so back and forth so many you know uh, potential pinfalls that just didn't come through or different combinations and just back. I, it's just absolutely astounding. One of my favorite matches of all time. Nice. Nice. I may have to, again, I didn't have cable television for a mm-hmm. little while. And, um, so I wound up missing a lot of dynamite and that kind of stuff. You know, I would, I was, I was always keeping up with it you yeah. know, throughout. Um, and now that I have, I have a sling DV with DVR. <laughs> and so it's like, yeah, I record, you know, it's like, speaking of which, did you watch this week's dynamite? <laughs> This Dude, week's Dynamite, was a great the episode. tag team match oh my God. was one of the best tag team Dude, matches. No. The the uh, the Adam Cole and uh, 
and uh, Christian Cage. Oh, Adam Cole right and Christian Cage was, was like, incredible. Dude, I know. I wasn't but expecting that. FTR versus yes. the Young Bucks. I know. I know. How do you go wrong? I, yeah. Anyway, so, All <laughs> so right. now that we... Yeah. So what's uh, yours? Okay, so AEW. Yes. I have... How many do you have? A, you usually I got, got five. five. See, yeah. I only have like... Well... All right. Screw... I'm not even going to look. All right. All right. AEW, on my main list, I only have one match. And I think I know which one list. it's going to be. It's CM Punk versus MJF. Ah, I didn't at have Revo- that one. At right. Revolution, at Revolution, the dog yeah. collar match. That, oh, because it, it literally because it was one of those things that, and of course with wrestling, it's hard a lot of times with with some of the stuff to just talk about the match themselves because there's so much build yeah. of of the storyline if it's done right. If it's done right, and this one was done masterfully. Yes, but you know it, it was one of those things where you know there's the whole. This whole thing culminated with you know MGF, MJF being a huge fan of of uh, of punk you know, since he was, was what kid, twelve he, or yeah, thirteen since he was or something. A kid, and we started finding out a lot about like MGF, MJF's. I'm just have to start calling him Maxwell. Uh, sorry, sorry, talking about Maxwell's um, his you know when he was growing up and about getting bullied mm-hmm. in school and all this kind of stuff and, and like about quitting playing football because he realized that. He is his heart was in wrestling because right. of a photo because of the match that uh, CM Punk and uh, at the time Brian, uh, Daniel Bryan mm-hmm. were, had you know back in was it 2012 or something like that I think it, yeah yeah and so it was one of those things that it was like oh my god you know it's one of those things but then also the fact with this match whenever it came down to it and they were like all right fine we're gonna have a match and CM Punk said and we're only we're doing this one way and it was a dog collar match and it was a throwback to when he was in it was a callback to when he was in Ring of Honor and he was up and coming and he had that dog collar match with Raven well it was two throwbacks actually yeah because you had that and, plus and you find Valentine. out yeah, that the, they were both huge Roddy Piper fans. right right and, and Roddy Piper Greg Valentine the, that is one of the match. the essential dog collar matches right. and I will never forget you know after that moment in Nashville Tennessee mm-hmm CM Punk comes out to the ring, sits in the middle of it, going through his whole show. Oh, that's right. You were at this. The show. I was at that's the show. That's right. You were at the show when he reaches did this. into a box. That's you know, it was it was late February. Yes. Reaches into a box and says, "Actually, no. it was right around February for it was it was before Valentine's." Day. No, it was, was after. It? Was it after? It was after because that was the that's joke. Was the 24th. He said, fourth. It was the 24th. He said, "I missed Valentine's Day." Right. But, and he pulls out the dog collar and he says, "Will you be my Valentine?" Right. Right. Right, like, right. Oh, that's so good. I know. I know. But then you know the whole deal with like, and there was culmination there of like you know this they beat the crap out of each other. Oh, they destroyed. And each then other. the whole thing with Wardlow basically turning right. him, finally turning on MJF, and. So, it's just there was so much involved in this. Plus the fact that Punk came out in his old Ring of Honor gear yep. to his old Ring of Honor yep. interest. Did not music. come out to Cult of Personality. Yeah, he came out to the, 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 the AFI song. Yes. You know? And it was one and, and he even did like some of his old moves from mm-hmm. back when he was for and it was like Wow, this is this is amazing. You that know? It was, it, it, and it was a great match. Yes, all that stuff aside, the match itself was, was textbook. Very, it good. was so, so good. Yeah, and, and one thing you know, for anyone that's listening so far that hasn't turned the channel off because it's a wrestling episode <laughs> that hasn't really got on board with AEW. Right. One thing I think you and I will both agree on is that bar none, they do storylines better than anybody. anybody. Let me tell you, I grew up. You and I, I know, both grew up. Watching WWF when it was WWF, yes, and WCW stuff. Okay? Yes, and I'll tell you straight up, I stopped watching WWF in the very in the very early nineties because I hated their storylines and yeah, I hated they were a lot boring. of boring, and I also hated a lot of their. I don't care about Isaac Yankums or uh, or the clown. Yeah, or what was it? Uh, uh, Duke the dumpster drugs. Yeah, and you know, like and, that, you know, what was bad it? gimmicks. Yeah, like all oh, it was a man shark or something or land shark or whatever. It was. Oh, you know, oh, what I'm talking shark about boy. Shark, shark boy. whatever. You know, all yeah. this kind of crap. You yeah. know, it was like it was stupid. Oh, this like this is this is a this is holding on to a bygone era, which Vince is doing again. Well, uh, <laughs> tell me about it. But then, and, and, but the thing is, is I wasn't in the WCW either because. Mm-hmm. They were getting a lot of the cast offs, and they weren't really doing anything with anybody over there either. You know, even right. the even the people that I loved, like you know Sting and Flair, you know, like Flair had gone to the WWF at that point. You know, so mm-hmm. had the Brainbusters, you know, yep. and all this kind of stuff. So it was kind of one of those things where like, eh. But then whenever 
Bischoff got a hold of things and, and oh, yeah. the NWO and, oh, yeah. and all of a sudden it was like oh no yeah now it's, it's time to pay attention storyline now it's time to pay attention here. yeah exactly uh, and then and that's kind of the, again going with the AEW that's what we're back to again we're like yeah. no, no no I care about these characters I care about these angles that they're involved in right and that's what makes a good match is all the build up to it speaking of which Go ahead. I'm going to segue into my next one which it's a gimmick match. But it was and gimmick matches are fine they, as long as they're if done, they're done right, well. You know? so, I, mine was a gimmick match. I mean, yeah, the dog caller. I mean, AEW Dynamite from September sixteenth of two thousand twenty. Okay. Proud and powerful. You know them better as Santana and Ortiz. Yes. Yes. Versus the best friends mm. in the parking lot oh, brawl. I remember this. Yeah. Most that of was, the, so yeah. I, let, let me just say, most and that of the was time, a little bit of, a, of an ECW. Type it did have feel, an ECW you know? yeah. feel to it, an indie feel to it. And most of the time, when they do, you know, these out of the ring matches, they're 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 hot garbage. Let's be honest, they're hot garbage. Oh, but before, do you have any of the uh, stadium stampedes? Uh, no. Okay. Because no. I was getting ready to say, they're fun. They're fun, but, but they are what they are. It's, you know? it's hot yeah, garbage. Exactly. This one, however. You had some massively big bumps that were taken in this match. You had just they they literally used every bit of their environment for it and just incorporated it. Not to mention the fact that you have Orange Cassidy popping out of a trunk of a car just randomly, right? And let us not forget how the match ended with Sue, Trent's mom, mm-hmm. basically giving everybody the finger as she drove off in the minivan. Right, right. That's right, a good right. wrestling match right there. <laughs> That's pretty good. Uh, I I have another CM Punk match. Okay. Uh, it was his first match back against Darby Allen. Oh, such a good one. That was... Such a good one. You know, and that was at... Uh, what was it? It was at... Uh, I've got it written down. His first match against Darby was at... Uh, was it All or Nothing? Was it All or Nothing or All In? I can't remember. It, was it may one, have been All In. It was one of those. I, yeah. I I always get the All or Nothing. All or Nothing's and All Ins. Yeah, you know they, they really need to work on their names. Of, but it, you know, pay per views. They got both of those, and they have Double or Nothing also. True. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but it's one of those things where they first time Punk wrestled mm-hmm. in seven years, and nobody knew what to expect. Right. Because I mean, how much ring rust does somebody and get he in seven had years? Some. But it was also another one of those things that let's go back because here. Talk about moments. Yep. Okay. When the rumor started that CM Punk was coming back to wrestling, mm-hmm. we had heard that rumor so many times. For like four years. Yeah, it kept on. And he did, you know, make that one appearance at an indie show back in 2019 where he never he never told anybody it was nope. him. He was he had a mask on. He was completely, and it was one of those things that he got found out because there was a photo of him mm-hmm. wearing the same clothes at a that was taken like you know well, at, and, at, at and the let's convention be fair. that was around this you when know? The, when it came out it was not listing him as CM Punk he was listed as Phil Brooks right so, you know yeah. yeah so it was one of those things where like oh wait Punk was back in the ring for a few minutes yeah. you know literally like a few minutes yeah, he, exactly. he basically came in and did a I think he a, took a bump a GTF yeah. is basically what it was and then was gone yeah. and that was it um so when all of this stuff started circulating that he might be coming back and he was coming to AEW, mm-hmm. and I was like, okay. Then they announced that he was coming back. Right. And it was in Chicago, his yep. hometown. Mm-hmm. With the ice cream bars. Yeah. But the thing is, is that like, and, and we'll talk a little bit about this. People, especially those of us who have been following wrestling for a long time, mm-hmm. know what it means whenever you say Road Warrior Pop. Okay. Yes. And this was probably the biggest pop I have ever seen. I'll say it's in my top five. Of, of like, again, him being at home, yep. you know, back in Chicago. He hasn't, you know, he's coming back after seven years. Everybody loves CM Punk. You know, this I mean, it's, is, it's is, kind of one of those things. And then it was one of those like, okay, what's he going to say now that he has a live mic? Yeah. This is the Kurt Gibson walk-off home run. It really, yes, you know, very in, much so. in Los Angeles. Yeah, kind of, in that eighty-eight kind of feel series. To it. Yeah. I know, and, and and yeah, and so it was one of those things that you know, and then at the very end of it, him saying, "I've been looking at some of this young talent around here," and he calls out Darby Allen specifically, who's up in the rafters with Sting. Yep, and basically is like, "Me and you, we're going to yeah. do this," and it was like perfect. This is the that. That's how you start. That's it. how you start. That's how you start. It, build. It, it had nothing to do with heels or faces or anything like that. It's like no, no, no. There's young talent out there I want to work with. Well, and the and, thing that I loved about that too is, you know, he very easily could have come in and said, "I want 
the championship. I want right. Heck, you know, I want, I want Omega. That's who. Yeah, was, exactly. Was, I want Kenny was, yeah. Omega. I want you know whoever was holding the the other title at the time. Um, I think it was um, was it um, Miro or somebody like that. Yeah, I think anyway, I think Miro actually had it at that. point. You know, he very easily could have done that, and it would have been warranted. Right. He would have been one hundred percent warranted because he's seen friggin' Punk. But he didn't do that. It's like Hogan. In some ways, it's like Hogan coming in and saying, "No, I I want a champion." Exactly. You know, and and again, you know, you're not going to turn it or Brock Lesnar. Yeah. Exactly. You're not going to turn it down because they're CM Punk, exactly, they're Brock Lesnar. Exactly. But no, he comes in and says, no, I want to start off against him. Right. And, you know, when they started it off, it was, you know, it was a little sketchy. You could still see a little he bit of ring rust. He had some ring rust. He but very he definitely much so. got into his own. And he once did. you saw that, go, the GTS, you were like, okay, mm-hmm. you know, you know, he's back. Right. He's, exactly. You know. Exactly. So, so yeah. And then getting, like I said, and, and so that just seeing Punk back in the ring. Yep. You know, was and again, I wasn't watching wrestling when Punk was at his height. Like it was one. You didn't see the pipe bomb, huh? I've seen it. Yeah, I didn't see it live. I heard about it at the time. Oh, we'll talk about it later. We'll talk about it. People were talking about it all over the place. You know, (laughs) and it's one of those things that, like, I'll be honest. Every once in a while, now I'll go and look it up on YouTube and watch it again. You know, because it is. It's one of those things that it's like what it is. He is. He is blurring the line so much between what's going on backstage. It is a clinic on how to give a promo. Right. That's that's what it boils down. We should have done like promos. Oh, we ought to, maybe one day down the line we'll, we'll talk yeah. about some of the best promos. Oh God, ever. Yeah. So, All right, go ahead. All right, so you, you brought up Brian Danielson. I'm going to bring in you know from AEW Dynamite Grand Slam, mm-hmm. Brian Danielson versus Kenny Omega. Yes, hands down. You know, just bell to bell. That was a. It wasn't an hour long match. It was, it was a, a half an hour match or so. It went. It went the time. It went the time limit. Yeah, yeah. yeah it it's a, one. Of the, it was a half hour. And, match. and quite yeah. honestly. There's not many matches that you can look at and say that needs to go to a double disqualification right. or that needs to go right, to a timeout right, or a right. countout or something just because both of these guys were putting each other over oh, so I know. well. I know. I know. I mean, you know, again, Brian Danielson, a.k.a. Daniel Bryan, you know, he had his ups and downs in WWE. Let's be honest. He got cut for injury reasons. And you know maybe that's well, that's a good was, thing. He know? was forced to retire, you know, before he was ready to, right? You know, because he did have that, ne- you know, the concussion, yeah, the, neck injuries. The, the concussion injuries, and all that kind of stuff. And the WWE basically said, "We're not going to let you wrestle any longer, but we still want you on television. Yeah, we still want to make money off you. We right. just don't want to give you the chance to show what you can right. do." Right. And he did all the work pretty much on his own of, yeah. of you know all the the hyperbaric the chambers and, and the rehabs and everything else to get cleared. And that was another big, like, when it was announced that, hey, Daniel Bryan is coming back to wrestling. That was a huge yep. thing. You know? Oh, yeah. Um, you know, and the, and the match that they put on, it was high-flying, it was submission, it was brawling, it was technical. It had every possible con- scenario you could imagine to play out. You had underhanded stuff. You had, you know, near pins. You had, I mean, it just, it, it was, there's two other matches that I can think of that would hold that same type of clout. Okay. One of them I'm going to talk about later on. Okay. But the other one would be like Eddie Guerrero, Chris Benoit. Okay. Because that that's that caliber of match. We'll, we'll talk about some stuff later. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You got another one? Uh, since you said Daniel Bryan. Yes. Or Brian Daniels. Brian Daniels. Let's go Brian Daniels. I like Brian... Why did WWE do that? He did it actually. He did it because because I know he wrestled as as Brian Danielson. Yes, the American Dragon, Brian right. Danielson. Um, since we're talking about him, let's just go back just a little bit of time here. Brian Danielson versus John Moxley. Oh, good okay, at Revolution. You know, at twenty twenty two again. Talk about a stacked card. Okay, yeah. that thing was just bell to bell. A it was crazy card, but. It was they beat the absolute crap out of each other, mm-hmm. you know, and again, all the build up. Mox came. Mox had come back after you know going to you know getting getting his head on straight, you know, going and taking right. care of some personal stuff. He comes back, and then within what was it two weeks of him being back, he comes in, he opens the show, he goes out, he beats up. I forget who it was. He's walking back through the crowd, and who's standing there? Yep. And it's like, oh, and of course, everybody is just like, oh, yes, yes, we want to see this. You, you know? hear the term dream match thrown yes, around a lot. Yes, I know. And, it, and oftentimes, they don't live up to their hype. No, no, they don't. This one did. Well, here's the thing. After all that, you know, and the whole, like, you know, and again, Brian Danielson saying, hey, we should be mentoring this right. young, these young guys. 
you know, and, and of course mocks with his, you know, I don't, I don't team with anybody until unless I bleed with them first, you know? And so right. that was the whole, like, all right, here we go. But then the fact that they're beating the crap out of each other, even after the bell's over, and then all of a sudden, William Regal. William Regal comes walking William out. William Regal and slaps, and slaps the crap out of both oh of them. Oh, my God. And makes them shake hands. And it's like, oh, That's my straight throwback to Ring of Honor. I know. I That's know. straight throwback to Ring of Honor. <laughs> you know, it was so good to watch. And it was one of those things that you, you, you had heard that William Regal was being picked up by the company, but well, that could mean released. a lot of things. You know? you know, he had been released. And it was kind of one of those, is he coming in? Is he not? Is he going to blah, blah, blah? Right. But it, it shocked the crap out of everybody. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, when yeah. He came, when he came out, and it was so cool because no no music, nope. no nothing. Just walked straight sudden, out. All of a sudden, the announcer's like, what, what, who is this? What, what's going on? Who, whoa. And and he's, he comes out with this look on his face like, I'm getting ready to open a can of whoop ass on these, these Absolutely. guys. Absolutely. Who I mentored, both of them. It's like, and it's like, yeah, I mean, and it's just a, and then the whole, when we get, the, what is they calling it? The, uh, the Blackpool, Blackpool uh, Fight Club or something It's not like Fight that. Club, it's Combat, Combat, Combat Club. Club. Yeah. yeah. And the whole thing, and it's like, okay, and now it looks like Wheeler Uter is going to, is coming into that. Do you think Joe comes into it? Uh, possible. You know, I think possible. that's a, I think I mean, the dude, talk about a faction. Oh, I know. I, I mean, know, it this would be is, unreal. They start picking people up, you know, along the way. Not like, to mention the fact that these uh, are, I mean, you're talking about arguably two of the best wrestlers mm-hmm. in the game today. Mm-hmm. And Mox is such a weird one because he is a good wrestler. Yeah, he's a technical wrestler, you know, but he but can he also loves brawl. He a death match. He can I mean, brawl. it is, I know, and it's one of those things, he can go back and forth and it's just like, dude. Right. So anyway, so. All right, I got another one for right. you here. This goes back a little bit, probably before you were watching it, but if you haven't seen this, go back and watch okay. it because it's totally worth it. Uh, May 25th, 19, or excuse me, 2019. It's yeah, way back, yeah. <laughs> this was at Double or Nothing. I think it's one okay. of the first Double or Nothings. Okay. Cody okay. versus Dustin. Oh, yes, I have seen this. The Great match, oh. but the promo that just that that Cody dropped at the end of that. Oh yes, was he said he doesn't need a partner. I need he my, needs brother. my brother. Right, it just and they're yeah. sitting there both just bloody. Oh dude, they just beat the absolute each other. completely dripping. I mean, and it, it's an old school match. Right. If you go back right. and watch it, you could easily see this as like let's put it this way: Arn Anderson, Ric Flair kind of match. Dusty you know? would have been proud. Oh god, I mean, yes. Oh god, yes. They 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 brought the house down. No doubt about it. I mean that. I would put that up as a match if you're wanting to give a good representation of what wrestling is supposed to be. Right. I mean, you know, granted, I picked two matches that have two brothers that are killing each yeah, other, yeah. but still, it's that good. Right. No, I agree. Um, I have one. I mean, I have one more, and I got a feeling it's probably going to be the same one. Say uh, it. it's the the lights out match with Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa. St. Uh, Patrick's Day Slam yes, 2021. 2021. That was, it was an unsanctioned match. Unsanctioned match. And. What we were saying earlier about when 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 AEW first started, mm-hmm. their women's division wasn't very good. Honestly. It was okay. It, it was, was all right. You know, and it's one of you could things, tell it was a novelty. It, it, it was they had you know, and when we get into the WWE, we'll, we'll we'll talk a little bit about the women's revolution because there's there's some great stuff that oh, yeah. wound up coming out of that. Um, but AEW, you know. At the time, at the time that this that that they debuted, mm-hmm. the WWE was fin- finally giving the women the chance that they deserved, and they and right. for several years they had been knocking out of the park. AEW comes in as this new upstart, and everybody's talking about, oh, you know, because you're getting all these new Japan guys, you know, with the, the Bullet Club and all this stuff coming right. over, and it's like, oh, we're so happy to see this. And again, it was kind of one of those things. You know, you had what? Um, who was their first champion? Uh, it wasn't Hikaru Shida. No, it was a it was a uh, big swole. No, it was uh she's a she's she's from New Japan. Um, eat um, I can't remember. But she beat um, uh, a woman that's with Vicky Guerrero. Um, oh, uh, um, you know not, Nyla Rose. Nyla Rose. She beat Nyla Rose for yeah. it at, at double or whatever that right. first that first pay per view was. And then, of course, you know, like Brandy came out with uh, Awesome Kong mm-hmm. and you know, all this stuff. And it's like there wasn't a whole lot going on. Yeah. Britt Baker came in there and, you know, she had she had, had a run, you know, the Dr. Britt Baker. You right. Know, it's kind of because she in real life is a dentist. Yes. You know, and it was one of those things where she was a, she was a face. You know, yeah, and, she and started it, as a face and she started as a boring face. She started a very boring face. But when she turned heel mm-hmm. almost immediately. That like that that heel promo that she cut 
like that that you know I guess they're what three or four months into it or something. It something wasn't like very that, hard. Yeah. She didn't stay a face very no, long. No, and it was one of those things like okay, this is and then she got injured. Yeah, and she and that was when they brought Rebel in. Rebel, and, not Reba. Yeah, Rebel. <laughs> that's all. That's always funny that when they go through all that stuff. And I'm, I'll be honest. I'm glad she's not wrestling any longer. Because yeah, Rebel was yeah. never a good she, wrestler. She's, okay, she's um, a lot to be desired. But she's good as backup. Yeah, you know, she's her Virgil. Yeah, exactly. You know, you she's know? really good with that kind of stuff. Um, but when this whole thing happened, mm-hmm. you know, and this is again, uh. Thunder Rosa won this match. And I mean, they beat the hell out of each other. Yes. But Britt Baker became a star. Oh, I night. would say they both did. They did, but I mean, she really became a star. And within a short amount of time, they put that belt on her, mm-hmm. and she ran with it and built that division. Completely I mean, agree. I mean, Completely just, agree. Now, don't get me wrong. There's been good work with you know Thunder Rosa. Uh, Jade, you know, Cargill. Jade Cargill. Jade uh, Cargill. Uh, dude, Jade Cargill has yeah. come on. Like, I mean, crazy. there's a lot of great talent in the women's division. Yes. In there's a lot AEW. of young talent. A lot of young talent. And and there's a lot of, of interesting ones to watch. Yes. See, and that's unfortunately a lot of the, the, the victimology of, of women's wrestling is that they don't really know how to. It was treated so terribly it, for it so really many has years. Been. It really know. has been. And, and, and which is sad because they've had some great talent that have come through there. Yeah. Uh, you know, but when you look at what AEW is doing with women's wrestling, I, I will honestly say I would sit down and watch an entire pay-per-view of nothing but AEW women's wrestling yep. right now. Yeah. I can't say that about other divisions. And I can't say that about, you know, women's division a year ago, two years ago, no, five no, years ago. No, 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 no. You know, it's yeah. and it's nothing as a knock to any of the the, the ladies well, performing, but it just it wasn't good wrestling. This stuff you know? with Serena Deeb and um um Hira um Hikaru Shida. Hikaru Shida. Yeah. At first, I didn't care anything. I was like, "All right, whatever." And now all of a it's sudden, no, 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 I'm really interested in this, See, especially after uh, after Sheeta came back. Yeah, and it's like, oh, dude, she came back with a chip on her shoulder. She's ready to kick some ass. Well, I mean, and that's uh, it. Goes back to what I was saying before. AEW does storylines better than any right, other organization. Right. right, right. So, so, but yeah, but you know, on that same, I have to say that mm-hmm. you know, you fast forward a year, and you get the, um, you know, of course they had the match at Revolution, which. You yes, know, uh, Britt wound up winning, but then they turn around. Was it two weeks later and have that? Oh, the match the, in the, uh, San Antonio. The, yeah, the the, the uh, steel cage match. Yes, where Thunder Rosa won the belt. Another great. I mean, like, dude, everybody came out of this looking great. Well, you know? exactly, so, and that's that's good wrestling when right. you can have your face and your heel both over with your right. crowd. You've done something special. Right. So you know. That's uh yeah that's all the AEW stuff I have. That's pretty much right. A lot I, of it has to do with the fact of it's a small sample size and it's new, right? You know, you know? you're talking about three years, right? But to think that you hear us who've been watching wrestling for arguably probably I would say in the ballpark now, of about forty years before we gushing over something that's been around for three years before we move out of this. Yes, let's talk about just some AEW moments. Okay. Okay, I've got a couple of them. Go ahead. First thing I'm going to, and again, I, I apologize for not having the <laughs> all the details on this. Yes. Um, Kenny, it was one of the pay per views. Kenny Omega, uh, and I can't remember who he fought, mm-hmm. but at the end of it, when Adam Cole came out. Oh, that was the same one that. Um, who Ryan- was who did Omega? Fight though in that one, um, I mean, he was already champ. I mean, it was a, he was defending, and he won. And then all of a sudden, Adam Cole's music hit, and everybody's like, "Oh my god!" You yep. know, and it was one of those things. Oh, that was that. That was the that first. Was, that was the same one that, that, that Punk that Punk yeah. debuted, and that uh, Brian Daniels. Well, that's the whole thing. Yeah. Is that it was he came out, mm-hmm. um, and you know they they, they they he attacked Jurassic Express. You yes. know, and it was like, oh wait, he's a heel. And then Daniel Bryanson or Brian Daniels. Wait a minute, came out. was it Kenny Omega or was it Young Bucks? I thought it was Young Bucks, wasn't it? Was it Young? No, he came out. the The thing is, is that Omega had had a match. That's right. The Young Bucks had come out with him, and they got yeah, yeah and and they got into they were beating down whoever he was. I can't remember who he was wrestling. I can't uh, either. And which is sad that I because I know because yeah. I remember it, being it was a, a great pretty, match, pretty too. good match. Yeah, uh, and so. Uh, they came out, and then Jurassic Express came out with Christian, yep. and they, and they got beat down because you know all of the the elite are out mm-hmm. there, and then Cole's music 
And it was so funny because he gets on the mic, you know, after he like kicks the crap out of. Uh, yep, it's story think, time. Yeah, yeah, and it's like he's like, "What did you expect? We're best friends." Yeah, you know, exactly. it's like, <laughs> <laughs> you I know, mean, that's that's and truly then, one of those And then reveals, the Brian yeah. Daniel, or, you know, yes. Brian Danielson came out, and it's like, "Holy crap! We just got two huge debuts plus CM Punk, CM Punk's in yeah. ring, you know, after so, uh, and that was one of those like, oh my god! I remember watching you know? that event in a a movie theater in um, Huntsville, Alabama mm-hmm. because I couldn't get anywhere close by. I was down there and couldn't find anywhere close by and I found a theater that was showing it. So, I'm like, yeah, I know they do that. It cost me an arm and a leg to do it, but you but know still, what? I didn't I know, care. I know, it was so worth it. I know. Well, well anyway, you, so we can jump off. You've shared now. that. I'll share one moment okay. CM, or of uh, AEW before I go. And this is one of the offering moments that to me, if you needed proof of why wrestling can be entertaining, mm-hmm. not just brutality, the MJF, CM, uh, uh, Chris Jericho sing along. Oh yeah, <laughs> that thing got nominated for a Tony Award. It also, I mean, it made the it made the uh, was it New York Times? Yeah, like they, they it New got nominated for a Tony I know, Award. I, know, I was it, like, it you've got to be kidding me! I know it's so for for those of you who don't know what we're talking about, there was an episode of Dynamite. It was in was October the, of twenty twenty. Yep, right. where um, there was the the the. What was it? The inner circle. Right. They were trying to get MGF. MJF, MJF was trying Jewel. to become a part right, of the inner right, circle. Right, right. He and Chris Jericho were having this kind of face-off type thing backstage and talking about what, it. And then they having this, a debate or something. No, like no, that. no. That was the the. Oh, the that was uh, Orange, Orange Cassidy. Cassidy. One. That's, right, that's right. But they were having this conversation. And it was getting kind of heated. And then all of a sudden, for some reason, they start breaking out into the song side by side. Right. And didn't miss a beat. Now Jericho's a singer. Jericho fronts the band Oz, uh, Fozzy, right. so he's he has a voice. I did not expect that from MJF, yeah. and yeah, they he was played the it to thing. I mean, the yeah. hilt. It yeah. was so good. Yeah, uh, it, it was just. It, it was one of those things that was come out of so far out of left field right. that nobody expected to see what they saw, right. and they're looking at you know I any AEW fans the night the day after are looking at each other going. What in the hell oh, did I we know. just watch? You know, <laughs> something else, just real quick. Only we don't have to talk yep. about it a whole lot. But the uh, the Brody Lee, oh, the tribute the to tribute Brody Lee. Show was there's been just, a lot of tributes to a lot of wrestlers, but there's just something yeah, very special. Know, about and, and that's that one. again was you know AEW is a young company, mm. and they were that's the first person they lost. You know, of especially untimely, like it was unexpected. Right. It was what's going on here, right? And yeah. that was a just them, you know. Hey, we, we have to do something. Yeah, we, we don't we, have a we choice. Can't, we can't just do what a lot of you know, and nothing against WWE doing this, but you know, we can't just have a, a ten bell salute and then right. move on. It's like no, we have to honor or like this a guy. little video package or yeah, something. Yeah, you no, know, they, no, they they did an entire episode where well, everything they they, was just, they they retired a design of a belt. I know. and gave it to I know. his son. I know. And I was like, I that's just dripping of class. Oh, I know. Right there. I know. So anyway, so go All right. on, what do we got next? So are next, we going WWF or no, 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 no. We're going to go backwards in time. We're going to go back to 1982 is when it started. Is World Championship Wrestling? It was. World Championship Wrestling back then. Though, oh, actually, it? at that point, it had been listed as World Championship Wrestling. It was a show okay. on it was Crockett a Wrestling. Okay, yeah, because I know you get into that whole Crockett Wrestling slash or, NWA. Or, well, no, it was it was NWA slash Crockett Promotions slash um, Jim Barnett. Georgia Georgia Championship Georgia Championship Wrestling. wrestling you know, yeah, you know, and they all. You don't. Well, there, there are no hard lines of yeah. where this one starts and this one. That, now they were NWA affiliated so, because so many other places were the, as well. The official time frame starts in 1998. Or okay. excuse me, 1988. Right. That's when Ted Turner bought, bought all of them and put them under one well, conglomerate. He didn't buy NWA. He bought. He hired a lot of the people from well, NWA, yeah, but you know, but he he formed World Championship Wrestling right, at which that was point. The Jim Hurd stuff. And yes. It was, uh, the Georgia Championship Wrestling. Right. He, and, he brought know. all those under one umbrella and called it WCW. Right. Uh, this one was sold off to the WWE in 2001. Unfortunately. Well, so there's there's arguments on that, too. We, that's know. a whole other episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Literally but, uh, a whole episode. Exactly. Go Easily. That mess, um, so. And then their flagship shows, they had a couple of them. They had, you know, obviously WCW Monday Nitro. That was their that came that later. became their biggest right, show. Right. Their, originally, uh, their biggest show was, was Saturday night. Saturday night, which WCW Saturday night, or as Dusty Rose liked to call it, the mothership. That's right, and that was I watched it. Yes, I watched it all. Oh yeah, that was one of the things. Again, my introduction to wrestling was WWF. Yes, WWF at the time. A friend of mine at school said, "You really ought to check out this other because these are like real wrestlers." Right, and I was like, oh, "Okay." 
and then we'll get into it. Yeah. So it's <laughs> so, and then they also had uh, W. Excuse me, WCW Thunder. That yes, was their that was, Thursday night show. That was in '97 when they launched that. Yeah, yep. and it didn't last as long. Um, it so was yeah, it wasn't as good. It was designed to. It was, yeah, was pre taped It was, it was terrible, much you know? the similar of WWE SmackDown. They were kind of trying to go head to head on both nights. Yeah, so well, they actually forced SmackDown into existence with that. True. It's a, yeah, it's and again, it's not the best representation of of wrestling, but I will say that WCW. When I first really started to get back into wrestling from being, you know, gone from it as a child, my friend John got me into watching WCW because of Sting, mm-hmm. because oh, yeah. of you know, uh, the just the 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 birth of the NWO from the Outsiders and that kind of stuff, right. and that was like, ooh, this is something different. They're talking about real stuff. They're right. not talking right. about storylines. Right. They're talking about legit gripes that they've got against people. And it just, it, it, it was something different. It was something so contrast to the over-polished, dumbed-down, substance, substance-less stuff that mm-hmm. the WWE was putting out, or WWF at the time. And it just, it was such a breath of fresh air. It had right. that kind of indie feel to it. And you got introduced to a lot of people that, that there's no way they would have made it in the WWE. People like, oh, I don't know, Dallas Page, yeah. you know? Uh, you know, you've got him, you've got Raven, you've got, you know, a lot of these guys that, that really, or even just going back well, to like Eddie it's Guerrero. Funny, it's and, funny to go back and see Raven originally. Oh yeah. Like his original gimmick where he was like a surfer. Yeah. You know, and it was like, what, oh, what, what was it? The, Johnny something or another. I yeah, I know. It was, it was something, one of those things where it's like, what, that's right. That turned out to be Raven. Yeah. What are you talking about? You know, but they, there, there are a couple of moments and when I put my list together, I went as far back as, you know, back into the 80s. Cause oh, that's I'm, when you had I'm to, back in the 80s on this stuff. You know, you had stuff bit. like, I'm, I'm going to throw out my first one here. Um, Clash of Champions 5, or 4, excuse me. Okay. No, 6. Roman numerals are not my strong uh, yeah, point. Yeah, I know which one you're going for. Ricky Steamboat and Ric Flair. Yep. yep. That's, I mean, two out of three falls. Yep. That match took almost an hour. Yep. It and, was and crazy. It, it was, you know, the thing, Steamboat had come in, of course, he had been a big WWF guy. Right. He'd come into WCW in '89, mm-hmm. and immediately went after went after the belt. And it yep. was what Chi Town Rumble where he won it. Uh, yes, and then this was the middle match. Yep, and yeah. it and was this was the one everybody goes back to. Like all three, that they did a trilogy of matches. Mm-hmm. Any of them is spectacular to watch. Chi Town, you had this, and then you and had, had Wrestle, Wrestle War. War, Wrestle War. Music City Mayhem. Yes. Because it was here in Nashville. Yes, it was. And but this one had the controversial ending, which everybody was kind of like, if you're going to do a controversial right. ending, that's the way you do it. Exactly. Exactly. And uh, yeah, I have I have that one on my list. Actually. Okay. Um, because it, I remember, because Clash of the Champions was, you know, it originally, and we'll get into it in a second, it was originally was supposed was, was counter-programming to WrestleMania. Yes. And it was free. Yep. It was on TBS, mm-hmm. and it was one of those things where it's like, I don't know, they're, they're going to put on a two-hour wrestling show here that's going to be in continuity, that's going to have, like, big matches. It's going to, yep. you know, kind of... And you don't have to pay $30 or whatever it was that you know, it was for the pay-per-view, you know, type stuff. And, of course, you know, they didn't have... They didn't, they didn't have, have the pomp and circumstance. They didn't have a lot of the that, yeah. that, that WWF did at the time. No, but I mean, um, it's it's still some of the matches on those. You go back and they are just. I have another. I have another Clash of the Champions match. Fire it out there, man. Go okay, ahead. and this is because we're going to get it because I want to talk a little bit about the, that before. But the first, from the very first Clash of the Champions in '88, Sting okay. versus uh, Ric Flair. Oh yeah, this is well, where Sting became yeah. Sting. Yes, because it was he, an hour. It was an hour long match. It was no longer. Surfer Sting. No, he was he was his own entity he, at that he point. He came out. You know, he was one of those things. People loved him and everything, but he came out and him and Flair wrestled for an hour. Yeah. to a to a draw. Yep, it was a time limit draw, and it was one of those things where it was like, what did we just witness here? Yeah. Like this, who who is this guy? You know, you, because you, you just you couldn't quite wrap your head around it because right. you didn't know you know who this guy was, right. where he was coming from, what the whole story was. I mean, he was surfer dude that just went toe to toe with quite possibly one of the, you know, what do they call it? The dirtiest player in the game. Right. Exactly. You know, I mean, yeah. who, who does that? I know. And Sting did. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and now at 63 years old, he's taking bumps off of He's not everywhere. taking bumps. He's taking he's, dives. He's jumping you know? off of balconies. <laughs> just like, Jeez. what in the world? Um, well, but yeah, that that's again, you know, that the going back to the steamboat, mm-hmm. you know, that was... You get into that, and of course, you get into that last match where Flair won the belt back was the Music City Mayhem. Yep. 
And that was at the end of it was when Terry Funk attacked him and basically turned Ric Flair face, face. at yep. that point. And Which we got a long thing after that, you know. It's such a weird thing to think of Ric Flair as a face. And I he just, was for a know, short amount of time. It, it, well, he was off and on throughout his career, but it's just, it never works. No. It never works for him. He's always best when he's the dirtiest player Well, in the game, it worked you know? during that time period for that, that run of face Flair, I think, worked really well because it basically culminated with Halloween Havoc that right. year. You know, what they had the the quote unquote electrified steel cage match. Oh, it was him I and Sting yeah. versus uh, Great Muda and uh, oh, what was that the dude's name? Oh, it was Terry Funk. Yeah, yeah. You know, so it was one of those things where it's like, okay, you know, this is, oh yeah, you know. But then it was like, okay, after that, and of course, that's whenever the Four Horsemen was reformed and they turned on Sting and all that. It was like, yeah, <laughs> in okay. some new incarnation. Yeah, I know exactly. Horseman. Well, Sting was a horseman for a short amount of time, yeah. and they turned on him. Anyways, going. What do you got? You next? All right. I've got a couple of ones. Well, since you talked about Sting, I'll throw one of his matches out there. Okay. From Monday Nitro, Monday Night Nitro, uh, it looks like it was May 26th of 1999, mm-hmm. Sting versus Diamond Dallas Page. Okay. This was the beginning of the DDP heel turn. This guy came out for Turning so many years. Heel. Yes, for so many years just being the underdog. Right, the, right. The, the dark horse, the guy that well, everybody rooted for. Page was, he was a heel until he didn't accept the NWO's, yep. you know, invitation to join. That's when he went face. Yep. And, that, and that's when he and got that's, over. that was that match, actually. That's what yeah. he got over. You and know? it was just so, I mean, to watch these two guys that, you know, neither one of them were young. Neither right. one of them were, were new to the game. So just watching two veterans just go toe-to-toe on it mm-hmm. was so good. And just watching Paige going through this whole transformation of just being, you know, the, the goody-goody and going full on heel in this mm-hmm. match, I'm like, what am I watching here? This right. is just, but it's one of those ones that just stuck out in my brain that I'll never forget watching that, you know, talking with my friends and we're just deadlocked on it. Little Caesar's pizza in front of us, yeah. bottle of, you know, <laughs> two liter of uh, root beer beside, we're going down on this. And I'm just like, I don't even know what we're watching. Right. You know, this should not be happening the way that it is, but right. it is. Right. So, um, I have another Ric Flair match. Okay. Actually, I have, yeah, I have one more Ric Flair match. All right. This. Clash of the Champions 9. Okay. That is Ric Flair versus Terry Funk in an I Quit yes, match. Yes, the I Quit match. I remember this one. Oh, my God. Like, again, Terry Funk, <clears throat> it didn't matter what you, he was in WWF back in the day, mm-hmm. and, and it was one of those guys you hated him. Well, you he had came him in, and he his came, brother Dory. Yeah, you, yeah, he came to WCW during that time period, you know, in that, that late 80s after that, that whole run, and... He started off as a, as a kind of as a face. He was an announcer, and then yep. he turned heel, and then he turned on Flair, and then he would be hated him again. Well, in the match, and then later when he went to ECW and had another re- renaissance, with then him, went back to the WWF with yep. Chainsaw Chainsaw Charlie and you know, Cactus Nick, Jack. Yeah, so. and it was just like, dude, this guy, and he was like what sixty years old or something. Yeah, at that and time, still you know? <laughs> and still going. I mean, the I man does not have kneecaps. I know, you know, none. But, but it didn't matter because he was still going. Right, right. I mean, yes, that's a that's a classic. But yeah. I got another one for you that okay. I think you're gonna love. Halloween Havoc, 1997. Okay. Rey Mysterio versus Eddie Guerrero. Okay. I want to put, before you go into this. Yes. I put a little thing in my honorable mentions. Okay. Okay. And this is what it says. Hit that real quick. This is what it says. Well, where is it? I don't know. You put it together. Yeah, I know. And what happened to it? Oh well. Anyways, yeah. I guess I didn't write it down here, but I but I meant to. This is basically what what I had. What 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 mm-hmm. the idea was was any combination of Rey Mysterio Jr., Dean Malenko, Chris Benoit, Eddie Guerrero, yep, Chavos, uh, Chavo Chavo Guerrero. Chris Jericho, Hoobintude, any combination of those guys in any, whether it was WWF, WCW, ECW, whatever, it's like, yeah. no, just go watch them. Yeah. It doesn't, just, it's so just, just go watch any of but any the, of those matches in any combination. Who, whoever's wrestling, whoever there, just watch them. Those, those that, 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 that are in the know that talk about this consider this one of, if not the greatest match of all time because right. it was both of these men at the absolute pinnacle of their game. Now, here's my question to you. Mm-hmm. How long did that match last? Uh, is it Halloween Havoc 97? Mm-hmm. 
I don't know. It's probably what about nine minutes or something like thirteen. Thirteen. I knew it was thirteen yeah. minutes. It is well. It's the funny. Fastest thirteen minutes you in watch, all the professional wrestling. When you watch, especially Rey Mysterio. Yep. He could put on a half an hour match by himself, and it would go by that quickly. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, where it's like it is. It is kinetic motion <laughs> at well, all that's, times. But that's that's lucha style wrestling. <laughs> I know. You know, I and know. the fact that Eddie could go right along with it. Here, no, that it's fine. That it does that whenever. Here's the thing. You also got to remember he was like what twenty two years old. He was still young. Yeah, I mean, he was real young. Yeah, I mean, like it was it was one of those things where when, when he when he debuted in WCW, he was like 21, 22 years yeah. old. I mean, it, and it was like, which is part of the reason he's still wrestling mm-hmm. 25 years later and can still get around yeah and can still put on a match like yeah. that so uh but yeah any of those guys i mean any of those i guys, agree it, i agree you, you just like yeah just just throw it on there i mean especially especially you go and you look at like some of those guerrero malenko matches guerrero malenko guerrero benoit yeah i, I mean, mean it's just guerrero uh, jericho uh, yeah i know those were just incredible I know. and all those you know what do they call cruiserweight yeah. guys you know I mean, really and truly, oh, the WCW started all that. Yes, yeah, that I've was, got I've got another cruiserweight okay. <laughs> that I think you're going to love because it's he holds a special place in my heart. But go ahead, what's your next one? All right, I'm going way back on this. Okay, one. talk to me. Well, way back ish. Starcade 1986. Oh wow! Night. It was called Starcade 86. Night of the Skywalkers. Wow. Okay. And the match I am going with. Yes. Road Warriors versus the Midnight Express in a scaffolding match. You could have just stopped the Road Warriors. <laughs> you could have just stopped. So there is a, a great show that's called Beyond the Mat or yes, Beyond the Ring. Beyond the Ring. And they did a, a an episode on the Road Warriors. Mm-hmm. And they talked about how those two guys, when you got into the ring with them, right. expect that they were going to beat the ever loving snot out Absolutely. of them. Absolutely. Absolutely. They were yeah, both no, former they, bouncers. They, they and and they did not mess around. No. They took the business very seriously. They protected the business, and they wore the type. It was like, oh, you think wrestling's fake? Yeah. And then they would proceed to kick kick the crap out of you. Absolutely. I mean, and, just... and but would do it in an entertaining way. Right. Uh, the the best example I could give you of something like that would be what Goldberg tried to do in WCW, where he just walked to the ring, kill somebody, yes. and then leave. That's that's exactly that was what the Road Warriors. They the didn't road mess warriors, around. Yeah, they came down and they you know they had the the shoulder pads with the spikes and, the, and precious but the Paul. Thing, but the thing is, they came down, they took that off, and they immediately got into a match. There was yeah. no pomp and circumstance. Nope. There was nothing like that where it was like, dude, we're getting ready to see an ass whooping here. I and mean, that's was as there we a, say in the South. <laughs> was there more of a dominating finisher than the Doomsday Device? No. no. I mean, really. Now, one of the things I love that I really about the the Road Warriors that yep. I did not enjoy when they went to the WWF. Oh, Road Warriors 2000? No, when they then they just went initially. Yeah. And they became the Legion of Doom because, of course, the the Road Warriors obviously was from the movie Road, the Road yes. Warriors. So they didn't have... They also didn't have the rights to use Iron Man. True. When they went, But that was the thing back then when you heard that... You heard that guitar slide. And you again, knew it somebody was... Somebody was going to die. It was... Holy shit! The Road Warriors are coming yep. out, and things are getting ready. It's getting ready to get real around here. You know, I still remember <laughs> when they they started. They WWE tried or WWF, I should say, tried to create their own version of the Road Warriors. Yeah, the two thousand demolition. Oh, demolition, and it didn't work. Well, you remember there was also the um, again they started in WCW. It was uh, the Warlord and the Barbarian, but yeah. they were called something else. I forget what they called. I them. can't yeah. remember. I know. What you're and it was about. kind of one of those things that. That they have opened those those guys have openly said the reason that they jumped from WCW to uh, WWF was because they the, Roy- the crappy well no the, the Road Warriors they wanted to do a series of of scaffold matches which they did one yeah and they were like no somebody's going <laughs> to die in one of these things and so they jumped ship and then it wasn't long after that that the Warriors came over yeah no <laughs> kidding but yeah demolition That's, was a big knockoff that was on just, all that it was you, never I the mean, same as you, you could have just stopped at road warriors let right. alone midnight express I, I mean even they i mean either one of those two guys just puts on a clinic absolutely you know? okay all right, so i'm going to go with one that, that that has a special place in my heart okay wcw nitro from july 7th 1997 day after my birthday okay 97 macho man randy savage okay versus la parka Okay. The chairman. Yeah. So, 
for those of you who don't know who Laparca was, Laparca was a lucha, yes. and he would come out in a black and white outfit, covered head to toe with this weird little hood and mask type thing on, and basically he would carry a chair with him. Um, that he would, you know, that's why they referred to him as the chairman. It was kind of a goof more than anything else, but he would put on some decent matches. Right. Well, this was about the time that you started, you know, there was a, a storyline going in the background where Diamond Dallas Page and Macho Man were having a, a oh, issue. Oh, the year. Major, yeah, was, I mean, it was, the yeah. year. And during the match, you know, Laparca is just getting his butt kicked 30 ways from Sunday in this mm-hmm. match. Then all of a sudden, just out of the randomness, he hits Macho Man with a diamond cutter. Yeah. Stands up, takes the hood off, and it was DDP. DDP, right. And the fact that he was able to sell that character, sell that gimmick the entire match up until the very, very end of it, and you didn't know it wasn't La Parca. Right, right. It was so priceless. Yeah, that was, I I remember that. It was just one of those moments that you're just like, oh, oh, this is such good performance. I love it. And, you know, and that's, speak it because it was a WCW thing, that worked out so much better than the Black Scorpion. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> Which is routinely held as one of the worst storylines in wrestling history, just let alone bad, WCW. Yeah, just a bad idea. Because they didn't, well, the big thing was that, they didn't know who was going to be under the mask until, the and then, oh, it's Ric Flair. Yep. Well, this doesn't make sense whatsoever with some of the stuff nah, we've seen. You know? Never stopped him before, though. No, I know. It's, uh, <laughs> let's see, WCW, do I have anything I got else? one more on this one. Oh, I do have one. Yep. And I, as soon as I say it, you're going to be like, oh, because of what happens after the match. No, I'm talking about the match itself. Okay. Bash at the Beach, 96. Finger Poke of Doom? No, 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 no. Okay. This is the in-ring debut of the Outsiders versus Sting, Randy Savage, and Lex Luger. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were going to debut their third member. Of, yep, of, and it was of, Hogan. But the thing is that they didn't know. They, he never came to the ring to fight. Yep. Here's the thing. You got five guys in the ring, and let's be honest: Kevin Nash and Lex Luger could not, just did not have. They they, they were <laughs> they couldn't work. I'm no, sorry, no. They, they didn't. They both looked phenomenal. They they had you know a gimmick of the, these big powerhouses, but they but the thing is, you had Kevin Nash, or you had uh, excuse me, you had Scott Hall, you had Sting, and you had Randy Savage, mm-hmm. who were all three phenomenal workers. If you go back and watch this match, just the match itself, you know, granted, there's all this stuff around it, you know, of who's the third member, who's the third member, who's the third member, but what gets lost in the what gets lost in that is the match that's going on in the yeah. ring. No, absolutely. I mean, and it's like, dude, that was a great match, and then Hogan came out, and then the and, place erupted, and again, Road Warrior pop mm-hmm. of when he turned, of like. I have never. Well, because I mean, that's Hulk Hogan went from went from in just a matter of seconds went from being one of the most beloved, even though he he wasn't as as beloved as he had been, but he was still he's still one of the most beloved wrestlers of all time to being the person everybody in that arena wanted to kill, wanted to just. I mean, just like. I still oh, remember man. all the garbage being thrown dude, in the ring that is, and everything else. So, and that one dude tried to get in the ring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and the thing is, is what's his name? Uh, was it Nick Patrick? Mm-hmm. Took him down. I mean, like took him. Well, Nick Patrick's down. not a small man. You know? no. <laughs> all right, that that was a classic. I will. And again, the moment around it. Oh yeah, that, that's that's where we get the new world new world order and the you know and all that stuff. And so yeah, go ahead. All right, so I'm going to tell you the date and the location, and see if you can tell me okay. what, why it's special. Okay. This is my last one. Monday Nitro, October 4th, 1999. 99. Kemper Arena in Kansas City. 99. I was not, I'll be honest, I wasn't watching it as closely in 99. You know what happened in the Kemper Arena, though. When I tell you who the participants were, Kemper Arena was Chris Benoit. Okay. And Bret Hart. This was the first match Brett had had after, after Owen had passed away. Oh yeah, in in that the that's Kemper right. that's right. arena. I thought, I thought the Kemper arena was where where, where Owen had died. And um, it was it's actually one of the longest matches in Nitro history. Right. Uh, was, it was thirty two minutes. Wow. Which, if you figure Nitro was only a two hour show, you're giving up nearly an eighth or excuse me a fourth of your time 
for one match, but it was one of the best technical wrestling matches of all time. Yeah. Well, yeah, look at the, who was you in have, there. I mean, I mean that know, was... Again, look at who was in there. Yeah, I mean that—that that is a no ifs ands buts about it. You know exactly. Again, I mean, you know you got you know the best there is, the best there there was. The best you have one of the be, most technical you know? wrestlers that has ever walked yeah, the planet. Excellence of execution against somebody who trained him. You know, you got to remember mm-hmm. he went to Stu Hart's dungeon. You know, right? Benoit. You know, love him or hate him, however you, you think know about the situation. You know, I'm, I want to say this. I I when. All of that happened, you know, and I had mm-hmm. not been watching wrestling for a while. When I first heard about it, I was like, yeah. oh, my God. And, of course, he needs to be vilified, you know, for a certain amount of, of, of because of what he did. Right. I mean, that's, but his ending does not define everything that happened prior to that. Like, does Agreed. it, like, completely wipe everything out? And the thing, there are, there are some wrestling fans who are like, no. No, fuck that guy. We're never going to talk about anything yeah. good he did. It's like, dude, think about all the so, hours of, of entertainment that you got from it's, that, you know? And again, I, I go back to anyone that, that that is very cemented on their point of view of Chris Benoit. Mm-hmm. Go back and watch Beyond the Ring mm-hmm. about Chris Benoit, specifically the last 20 minutes dude, of even, the last episode. Just go back. If you want to see where it all really started. Well, you can't take Go it. back and watch that that. Eddie Guerrero tribute yeah. show where I mean he oh he was losing it he he could not hold it together and I don't think he was his best friend yeah. I mean it was for years they yeah, were best friends I mean and and that is one of those if you ever want to see a an example of someone who is in immense emotional pain yeah. all you have to do is watch him try to talk about Eddie yeah he camera. can't do it he can't do it and, and, just, and you know <clears throat> and let me be clear to everyone listening. Neither Alan nor I are willing to give Chris Benoit a pass on Oh, absolutely anything. not. Absolutely not. That being said, go back and watch the part where, and I can't remember what his real name is, but he used to go by the name Chris Masters. Oh, yeah. Where uh, he is now a, uh, a a representative that's talking about the brain injuries. Right, the CTE stuff, And how right. that's affected them. Oh, yeah. And what types of results that can get. Absolutely. It was very, very interesting, and I did a lot of digging after that just to try to better understand it. Right. And it, it was really intriguing to see what kind of mentality Benoit would have had during that time frame. Mm-hmm. But it just, all that aside, all that aside, watching two friends that trained one another Mm -hmm. pay tribute in a method to a fallen brother. Right. One by blood. One by blood, one by choice. Right, yeah. And put on one hell of a match in the process. Yep. There's just, there's nothing better. Nope. I agree. That that's uh yeah. When you said the Kemper, I, when you said Kemper, I was like, yeah, I that's, something that, special that's about funny. that. Yeah, that's where you know. Uh, before we again, before we get a couple of yep, I have some honorable missions mentions slash moments. Okay. Uh, here's another one. Again, go anything mm-hmm. involved here. Anything. Any match that involves the Rock and Roll Express and the Midnight Express. Oh yeah, <laughs> that oh, is yeah, yeah. from from the WC like the NWA, WCW, Jim Herb, whatever it is that you know, the, Indies, whatever. Yeah, go watch any of that stuff. Yeah. There, that is a that is a, again a clinic on tag team wrestling. No ifs ands buts about. If it. you don't have those two tag teams, you don't have the Rockers, which means you don't have Shawn Michael. Right. Well, you don't have those two tag teams. You don't have the Hart Foundation. Yeah, you don't have. I mean, you can go through all. Road Warriors aside, yeah. pretty much anybody that well, was a came along, type of tag team, yeah, you know? they were just brute. They were just brutal. They I were mean, just two just, guys yeah. you didn't want to piss off, right? You know, these two teams worked were, as a team. Worked as a team, and, and did it. And let me tell you yeah. again: you go back to that that Road Warrior pop. Mm-hmm. Anytime that Ricky was getting the crap kicked out of him by the Midnight Express, and oh, he yeah, finally yeah. made that hot tag to Robert. Mm-hmm. Talk about a pop. That is a <laughs> They mastered the hot tag. They mastered yes, they did. The, 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 the stretch halfway across the ring. Almost there. Almost there. I know. The selling of the two oh shorts. Oh, my God. You know? I mean, that's a... And the thing is, I think they're still wrestling, if I'm not mistaken. I mean... Uh, I, I know Bobby Eaton is. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know. Is, Rob, is Bobby Gibson... Robert Gibson's not sort of... I, I, I don't, don't know. know. I don't know. I just, okay. I had those... But uh, let's see. What else did I have another one on here? I guess that's all over it as far as that goes. Moments, though, yes, in WCW. 
See, I didn't have too many off off screen oh, moments I on this. So, dude, the night that Scott Hall showed up on Nitro, drunk. Unannounced. No, oh. the night he showed up unannounced. Oh yeah 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 yeah. In '96, you want a war? Was, he's like. You know who I am, yeah. But you don't know why I'm here, yeah. You and war. it was you, you got yeah, it, yeah. And then when Kevin Nash shows up a couple mm-hmm. weeks later, and the whole thing, it wasn't so much the ah, uh, it was what he said. So this is where the big boy play, the big boys play, huh? <laughs> Check the adjective play, you yeah. know. And it's like, wow, that's uh, you know, it's like whoa, this is getting what's going on here. Why are Razor and Diesel here? You know, yeah, and that exactly. and the thing is, they never said their names prior to nope. this. They just they were still kind of in that whole. Uh, you know, you got that. You got Luger showing up on the very first Nitro at the very end of it when he had he literally had just been on television, like on pay per view with yeah. with um, um, the WWF. You know, right. uh, you have uh, <laughs> the night after the the screw job when oh, yeah. when uh, Rick Rude shows up on Nitro. And he's also, because it had been re- recorded, pre-taped, pre-taped yeah. he's also on Raw. Yep. And he shows up and just basically goes off yeah. about, I don't want anything to do with any kind of business, any kind of company that's going to do stuff like that. I mean, it just... Well, <laughs> and, and, and you know, to WCW's credit, they, they had some great moments. They had one moment that still sticks in my mind that no, was... They had one, some really bad ones, too. Yeah, I mean, that's... It's a, just, it's, and and I'll, I'll make mention to it on the, the next one. Right. But... Um, yeah, so, um, <laughs> oh, but yeah, you, you get into a lot of like, especially with the, around the NWO stuff. Yeah, you know, well, the NWO stuff, the Ravens flock stuff. Yeah, but you, the, you, you know. can even go back. I mean, just some of the promos. You know, something we didn't. And again, mm-hmm. I can put this under. Go back and watch any Dusty Rhodes Ric Flair match. So, all right, you're gonna make me go ahead and burn any one of, of them. them. I mean, that's because uh, this is this is one of the ones that I was gonna throw you as far as the the Outer Ring ones. Okay, but technically, it was in WCW and WWF slash E. Okay. The absolutely perfect Kurt Henning promos, yes, are some of my those those were pretty good. Those were good. Where he's like hitting home runs and getting oh, hole, yeah. you know hole, hole in one. one. And yeah, my favorite bowling one, perfect games. And my, my absolute favorite one is where he he drops back with a, a football. Throws it up in the air and then takes off running himself. and <laughs> catches his own pass. <laughs> well, you know, going to the W back to the WCW. I mean, come on. Dusty Rhodes Hard Times. Oh, the Hard Times speech. Promo is one of the best things that has ever been Mm -hmm. on. I mean, just wow. You know, I mean, that that is a, you know, and we we haven't even mentioned the Four Horsemen. Well, I mean, that is just. That's that's an hour and a half by itself. Yeah, you know, you you get into. Because it all depends on which version. We go into the war games. Oh, wait, wait. Let me say it like William Regal. Yeah, right. but yeah, I mean, you go back to that original War Games stuff, you yep. know, dude, it's Dusty and the, and the Four Horse, or it's Dusty and the Road Warriors, and um, who was their other one? Sting. Was it Sting? Was yeah. he the original? Was it was it Sting in that one? I think so. I don't know, it could be. You know, I think, of course, you had the against the Four Horse, because that's when Luger was a member of the Horseman, you know, and it's just, dude, you know? Yeah. But yeah, anyways. Upon further review, it was actually Nikita Koloff that was in that first War Games match with the Road Warriors and Dusty Rhodes. Uh, but yeah, that brings us to the end of the first part of this episode about um, our favorite, some of our favorite moments and matches in wrestling. If you would, go and check out our show notes for links to all of our social media, uh, Discord, Instagram, all that good stuff. And Barry and I will be back for part two where we get into the history of WWF slash WWE. So until next time. 